Hey guys, welcome to the Bagging Forecast, episode number 377. I'm Chris. I'm John. And I'm Paul. And we're a weekly podcast that comes to you in three ways. The first being the Week in Geek, gathering up all the geeky news for you. We've never gathered the news before. I know, I wanted to try something different, and I stumbled over it. That's weird. We'll press forward. Uh, Then comes the list. Uh, These are the books that we are looking forward to coming out September 19th, 2018. We follow that up with our weekly rotating main topic. This week we're uh, performing our monthly trading policy. I don't know if we perform it. We don't really gather it up either. Um, Yeah, We're going to be talking about a trade paperback that John brought to the table. And this is Velvet Volume 1, Before the Living End by Ed Brubaker with Steve Epting. It's a spy book. A spy book. And I spy with my little eye a beer next to me. Ooh, what is that beer, Chris? Uh, this is Schoferhofer Hefeweizen uh, with pomegranate. Uh, I'm a huge fan of their grapefruit beer that you can find down in Epcot. Uh, it's crisp, it's perfect for hot days. And let me tell you guys, I made the mistake of actually going outside and walking around today. After like two hours, I was like, I need to get nice, crisp refreshing beers for the podcast today because I was completely drained. Uh, so I stopped at my beer store and they had this on the shelves. It's something that I had only seen previously available at one of their uh, festivals at Epcot, the International Food and Wine Fest. But John, you've been able to get this for your beer store. Yes. Uh, I brought up the fact that uh, I had this while I was down in Florida with Chris and uh, the person that runs the beer co- uh, category for my company said... <laughs> I love Schoferhofer. I will make deals to get pomegranate in our market. <laughs> so, uh, Buffalo, Rochester, you have me to thank for the pomegranate. Hey. It's fantastic, though. Like, it's just much like the grapefruit version of the Schoferhofer. It's just a nice, juicy, refreshing beer. A little bit of a hint of tart on it. Uh, it's almost like drinking a pink lemonade i don't know i really enjoy it it's super delightful uh yeah it's got a little bit of tartness from the pomegranate it's a nice drinking summer beer yeah and since it's it's not a big boy either i mean you can probably crush a few of these i mean i just had one and i opened up another one and i'm like hey it's it's two percent two percent yeah that's nothing it's almost an na I love it. Yeah. Because I have another beer, or you know, maybe two others. We'll see how we go. Yeah. yeah what do you got, John? Uh, I cracked open a Crowler brought back from the brewery Prison City. Uh, this is in Auburn, New York, which is kind of central New York. And um, this is their Hung Jury. This is a 7.2% New England-style IPA. And this is very delicious. I keep trying to make sure that I... I'm not drinking this fast because with it being over 7% and being super crushable, I'm worried that I'm in a, I'm already halfway done with the crawler and, um, I feel like I'll be pretty loopy by the end of the show, but it's good. It's got a little bit of a bittering to it. It's got a nice kind of peachy mango-y kind of flavor coming off the hops. Uh, it's nice. Very nice. Paul, uh, are you drinking something local to where you are? 
Yeah, uh, I'm away for work, so I'm recording from an uh, almost empty hotel room because I'm in it. Uh, this is and the hookers, window. right? <laughs> no, it's almost empty because of me. Uh, and the dead hookers? <laughs> no, dead hookers and corn chips. <laughs> All of the corn chips. <laughs> Show me what Carl likes to eat on vacation. <laughs> Pasta bowls. Oh, I'm sorry. What Survey. is a pasta bowl? Survey says. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Uh, this is a... I'm drinking a beer from Corning, New York, uh, which is 10 minutes down the road from where I'm staying. Uh, this is the Iron Flamingo Breweries Dippa, which is a double IPA for those not in the know. Uh, this says that it is a, a citra pack hop bomb, but I'm not getting that much fruitiness on it, and that is uh, because it is from June. This it was bottled, it was canned in June, so it's kind of just got that uh, you know standard piney kind of resiny IPA. The, the the fruit has long left this the world here. Doesn't sound bad. So that's that's kind of disappointing. That's too bad. We got a you got a, a pack of pals there from Southern Tier to yeah. wash your tears away. Yeah, but unfortunately, that pack of pills is also from. Well, it's from July, but yeah, so. but those beers are those beers are meant to have a sixty day shelf life, if not longer. Yeah. You should be fine. Yeah, it should be fine. Uh, I, the new school doesn't hold up very well. New school doesn't hold up at all. Tastes yeah. like tar after a, like a month. Yeah, so that's depressing because I was like, oh yeah, some new school IPA, and I'm like, oh this is. Uh, and then I looked at the bottled on date, and I'm like, uh, no wonder, stupid Walmart, stupid Walmart, because that's where I bought that beer. I had to find a small little bottle shop that actually sold this Iron Flamingo stuff. And that was, like, one of the only craft beers they sold. So, Painted Post New York, people. Not the best place to go get beer. Go down to Corning. Keep on going down the road. Get to Corning. And then uh, just stop into, uh, like, barbecue joints and burger joints and get some good beer there. That's my tip. My road tip. Road tip. And, uh, And while you're driving... You might want to listen to a podcast that shares some news, you know, that goes out to the little uh, news garden. Are you telling people who are listening to our show to stop listening to our show and go listen to a different podcast? No, I'm saying keep on listening to us. Oh, why didn't you say that? Because we're going out to our little uh, news garden right now, and we're going to gather up some news for everybody. Just gather it up. Just saying. Just saying we're going to do that. It's just not working, though, Paul. (laughs) You don't like it? All right. No, no. So uh, we'll share some of the Top Geek news from the past week. Yeah, we'll, we'll do that. Um, I think the biggest news is we finally got the Captain Marvel trailer that debuted the other day. Uh, we now officially have a poster as well. Yeah, and we got yeah. some nice, um, what was it, Vanity Fair or one of those magazines had um, stills from the movie. So we got those pictures, what, a week ago, and then this week we got the, the trailer. And, uh, Chris, if you want to take your headphones off, Paul and I will talk briefly about it. Um, 
Or are we just going to talk vaguely? No, I mean, if you guys want to talk, talk about it, that's fine. Because for those of you listening at home or in your car or while you're gardening out in your news gardens, um, I've I've sworn off any kind of follow-up on Captain Marvel. I want to go into this movie fresh. So um, on the time clock right now, it's about 8 minutes to 17 seconds into the episode. Do you guys want to say, like... Uh, ten minutes. I'll, I'll put my headphones back on. Ooh, can we fill up an, a minute thirty of all Captain Marvel talk? Let's try. Let's Go try. For it. Let's okay, do it. bye. Bye. So, uh, <coughs> starts uh, off with an explosion. With explosion. Uh, I think the 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 fun things about this trailer. Um, I really thought the uh, Coulson with a, a full head of hair to make mm-hmm. sure you know that it's taking place in the past. I think they did. And the Samuel L. Jackson with a full head of hair. Well, they did a great job, as they have been, with de aging him. Um, Because he looks looks like he did back in the 90s. Uh, I love that you get a shot of her wearing her helmet. And, like, the way the eyes glow and everything with the helmet. I think that looks Mm -hmm. really good. Um, And the the usage so far of her powers, I, I thought that was all pretty good. You don't really get to see her powers all that much, other than like at the very her end going, there, where she's her going blowing. super her super saiyan. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like okay. Um, I like the whole idea that she's here on Earth and she can't quite remember like her past and whether or not it's a real past or not. I think yeah. that's interesting. I because I'm like, what's the hook? Like, what? How is this going to be different than an origin story? So, oh, like, oh, okay. There's the hook. There, there it is. She's, she's not only a fish out of water. She's not even sure if she belongs in the water. So, yeah, I like it. Uh, I would have liked to have seen you a guys, little bit more. You guys oh, need more time? Uh, ten minutes. Ten minutes. That's it. Need more time? No, we're, I think we're. Good. I think we're pretty good. Okay. Wow. Uh, sounds like a great trailer, guys. Thanks for. Uh, I don't know. I, I got nothing. Thanks just for sharing about it. I uh, yeah. A trailer I was able to watch, though, was for the Netflix show The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Ooh. And that one looks like it's going to be really good. Uh, we have read the books previously for Look Back or Monthly Trading. I don't remember what. But yeah. It's Trading Policy. Trading Policy. That's what it was. Uh, this one is being headed up by Roberto Aguirre Sicari, who was also the showrunner for the Riverdale program that people are really enjoying right now. I still haven't seen any of it. Nothing about it really seems to be what I want out of the Archie TV show, uh, especially following up after those wonderful books that we were reading for a while. I don't know if anyone still is. The Park Wait, yeah. It's yeah. still running. Even yeah. though Jughead is uh, half of the kids from the hotel show you used to watch? Um, a Street Life of Zack and Cody? Yeah, it's weird that it's just they only use the bottom halves of them to, <laughs> <laughs> to, to play him. Um, humor. I don't know. This looks really yeah. cool, though. This looks really creepy and awesome. Uh, this definitely ain't your mama, Sabrina. Well, my mama you know, didn't like, watch Sabrina. I did, though. <laughs> but, you know, like, you, you have the, the goat head uh, walking through a red forest. Like, it definitely looks super cool, but this isn't your TGIF Sabrina show. You're saying this is missing the heart. Melissa Oh No, no it, looks, it looks really good. Oh, uh, I see what you mean. Uh, no, I mean, it looks good. It looks like the uh, the comic book that we were going to read and then 
Paul took it away from us and had us read something awful when we could have read something good. Hmm. Uh, but no, it looks well, that's really because it was way too wordy. And you guys always complain when I pick a really wordy book. Yeah, but you got to look at like what the it was wordy, but what the, <laughs> what the word subject say. matter what the subject matter was. So it's like, uh, oh, it's all it's all about UN talk. Oh, too wordy. Oh, it's all about uh, weird uh, people being castrated and then um, finding their long lost mother sister love interest in a harem. Too wordy. Sabrina the Teenage <laughs> Witch. Hey, witchcraft and uh, spunky teenagers. Not too wordy. There weren't any spunky teenagers in that book. They were... <laughs> Sabrina. <laughs> I, just, I don't know. Sabrina was. wasn't that spunky. There was that one weird woman that was, like, resurrected that was coming after everybody. Uh, killing yeah. them all. Uh, go read the book, everybody, if you'd like the trailer. <clears throat> read the book. It's really good. Especially if you're like Chris and loves the uh, the Sandman. Yeah. The old school horror version of Sandman. It fits in well with that. But uh, something, Paul, that you love hey. uh, coming to Netflix in the near future. Ooh. I hope it's an animated series that I loved and is finally returning to Netflix after being on just uh, Amazon Prime for a number of years. Because... Nope, they're coming to take you away, Paul. (laughs) It's another another live action... uh, It's another live action Avatar The Last Airbender. Well, it's a new one. It's not a continuation of that bad, bad movie. No. Yeah. No, but yeah, it's a, a new series telling the story of Aang and Friends, which I think is surprising that they're going back and redoing this. I kind of would have liked a continuation again, like maybe in the years in between uh, Avatar and Legend of Korra, maybe. But I, I still think this is cool. Um, like I said to you guys in our message that based on what they were able to do with their adaptation of series of unfortunate events, I think they can handle characters really well. I think they definitely have the money that they could throw into this for the special effects. I just hope that mm-hmm. like, the special effects are able to sell it. Uh, yeah, and I hope they bring on the two people who are the showrunners and creative force behind the original series and not give us just a shot-for-shot reimagining of, um, of that, but kind of take us maybe on a little bit of a different journey than just um, remaking it. I live action? I, I think I did see in one of the postings about it that um, they are coming back. It's like Brian DiMartino's I'm sorry, uh, Michael DiMartino and Brian Contisco. Contisco. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, they'll be on as executive producers and showrunners. Oh, great. Then, uh, then I have all the hope in the world for it. Yeah, because maybe they'll like really hash out storylines that actually they enjoyed more than uh, other ones. So let's let's see what they choose to highlight. I think I think that'll be really interesting because it's been over what ten years that that series started. So uh, then it, coming it back, ran, it ran February two thousand five to July two thousand eight. Yes. Okay. So it's over ten years since it finished. Wow. Yeah. I'm getting old. Time is just passing me by. But yeah, I I think it's interesting when a creator comes back and. Uh, 
relooks the, at their work and is able and to And those guys haven't it. they haven't left it. They've been writing right. the they've been working on the comic books, they've been working on that other the other cartoon. Like they are immersed in this world and I think they're probably better storytellers and have even more of a grasp on this world that they've created. So I'd like to see mm-hmm. more, more of what they can do. But you know, you still want to have those characters have their shining moments. Mm-hmm. I think it'll be interesting to see them unshackled from uh, a network as well. You know, it's not going to be they don't if they don't want to do 22 episodes, I don't think they need to. Mm-mm. They can just do 13. And if they want to go a little darker and crazier because man, when Aang entered the spirit world, that stuff got creepy. Imagine if they just do a couple episodes just on that, you know, just on the, the real creep factor. And and bloodbending guys. Bloodbending is awesome. I would love to see more of that. You know, more of them uh, drinking some cactus juice. Yeah. I just want right. Toft back. And then what was the uh, Ang's crazy old friend? He was like the Earth Builder King or the Earth the uh, Earth King Bomi. Yeah. Those guys were fun. Uh, Man, more. Oh my gosh! Why am I blanking on his name? The White Lotus. Yeah, or General Iroh. And the White Lotus, yeah. Yeah, now it all, it's all going to come down to casting those those characters and how, like, the perfect actor to fit into those roles. You need a... You kind of need a douchey kid that somehow has a little bit of uh, heart to him, but you have to end up... Hate, you have to hate him for the first, like, four episodes and then turn. I think that's going to be really difficult to cast, uh, cast for... Uh, Oh my goodness, Emperor Sojin's or Emperor Zuko. Zuko. Oh my goodness, I blanked on Zuko's name. Oh uh, yeah, I think that's probably going to be the hardest casting of all. Zuko. Yeah, I think uh, someone uh, Ang too to have a child actor who can bring so much life into that character, but also have the, be able to do those down moments, those darker moments. Mm-hmm. Um. I think that's. I think it's that stuff's going to be tough um, to find those characters, but but then also with um, Zuko's uncle, um, somebody he's got somebody who's got to be so soulful and understanding and can just show that he does love his nephew and have those same. It, it's too bad Pat Marina's dead. Is all I'm going to say. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I. I... I know we're a long way out from this, but man, I look forward to the inevitable uh, Azula fight. Oh yeah, yeah. No, she's crazy. It needs to be taken down. <laughs> like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, uh, but we, we love Avatar. You've heard us talk about it a lot on the show. If you go back over the years, uh, something that we haven't really talked about too much, though, also coming to Netflix. And John, like you're a friend, uh, a friend of this game. Uh, the Witcher. Yeah. Oh, I'm so happy. I'm I'm very excited about this. And then uh, the other thing I'm excited about is uh, Henry Cavill, Superman, uh, has gotten the role to play Geralt. Um, when he put out that he was interested in doing it, people were putting up teaser pictures of him because he's had beards for different roles or just in his personal life, and they've given him the gray look and everything, and he he looks perfect. He's a fan of the series, which 
I think always kind of helps with that stuff. But um, Witcher 3, probably one of my favorite games. Uh, I've been reading the novels. I'm on um, the second novel right now. And uh, it's a series that I just love, and the character is is great. And I think uh, I think he'll be great in it. I know there's a lot of uh, the internet is up in arms because they're looking to cast a uh, actress of color to play Siri. Um, but I'll, at the same point, I say, who cares? I mean, I don't know who that character is, but I did see a story where the casting director actually wound up leaving. Twitter because there was like backlash due to that. Yeah. And I mean, it, it doesn't matter. I mean, geez, we had a, a black kingpin. We've had a black domino. Uh, we've, we've had a, a black uh, Johnny, Johnny storm. Like just, just get over yourselves. It's just a character. The, the skin color doesn't matter as long as the person can deliver. And I mean, in, in Deadpool two, I couldn't see that character being played by anyone else than that actress. And she did a fantastic job playing Domino. I, 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 right there, I think you just have to say, shut up nerds. Yeah. Shut up nerds. Give us your lunch money. You go, you're going to go pull leads in the news guard for me. Yeah. (laughs) And stop being racist nerds. Um, I've heard really good things about this game. Uh, I think it's cool that Henry Cavill is a, Kind of, I'm really a closeted nerd because it's one of those things like people know about him. But hopefully, he can bring some of this role being a fan of it. I love the story that he missed the phone call about him getting the role of Superman because he was playing Wow. Yeah, he was uh, in the middle of a raid or a dungeon, and that's that's intense. Like, yeah, people uh, counting on you being being present. You yeah. can't just answer the phone. They're still going to tell me I got the role even at, when I call them back. Yeah. Yeah. And how how much cooler after the raid be like, guys, I got some good news. Oh, did you roll some epic loot, dude? And you're like, no, no I rolled an epic uh, epic roll. I'm going to be Superman. And everybody's like, bah, whatever, man. In what, a student film? And they don't even know they're playing with Harry Cavill. Uh... Something else that I shared with you guys that I'm it's this is just something that I'm super excited about is uh the new Halloween movie is running with like a ninety six percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I'm super excited about that movie in general and knowing that it's getting a great review right now, I'm pretty pumped. No, it looks really good. It's so weird how there's like eh, all those other ones didn't happen. This is the true sequel. I was like, but I'm, I've seen those movies. Yeah, you've they, seen they, them, but they at, take, the same, <laughs> at the same time, you're like, universe, at the same time, you're like, oh, that wasn't a very <laughs> that wasn't a very good movie. I've seen them all. I've watched them all. I have a couple on DVD. It's fine to say those don't exist. I mean, especially when it's like, oh, the reason he's so evil is. Uh, we've been secretly in this hospital of running a cult, and we put all the evil in the world into Michael Myers. <laughs> or, hey, these masks are evil, and when you watch the TV show, they're going to kill people. Hey, that's different. Uh, it was a that's... Halloween movie, though. 
Halloween 3, that was when John Carpenter just wanted like, hey, every year, let's make a crazy <laughs> Halloween movie. Which actually and then, like, I mean, that's not a bad idea, you know, like that anthology yeah. type thing. But <laughs> counts, counts as a Halloween movie. Halloween 3 is, it is a great movie to sit down with friends, have a couple beers, and laugh and enjoy your way through. It's a good one. And speaking about good ones, I have another beer here. Uh, this is Dewclaw Brewings Enjoy Your Time Away India Pale Ale. 6.3% ABV. It's a nice little IPA. Uh, the hop profile is like that kind of grassy, weedy hop. I don't know what it's brewed with. It doesn't say on here. Um, just that it was crafted in Maryland, but this is really nice. Uh, this is a good porch beer. Good cut your lawn. Pull some weeds in the news garden beer. Great beer for after walking around in like a 95 degree day. I I like it. Nice. Paul, I have. Yes, I, I did crack open my other beer while you were talking about Halloween. Uh, I love the season and I love the event. I don't really care about the movies. Uh, I'm drinking another Iron Flamingo and this is their SPS. Their uh, Sweet Potato Stout. This is nice. This has got a good sweet potato-ness to it. And then it, you know, kind of finishes off with that, uh, like, chocolatey bitter kind of-ness to it. So, it's nice. It's not superly sweet, but there is a sweetness to it. Uh, I would put this with the... It's definitely nowhere in the realms of the Southern Tier um, creme brulee kind of sweetness. It's not like that, but there is a subtle sweetness to it. How does it compare to the Funky Buddha that we've had in the past? Oh, that funky Buddha though is marshmallow, toasted marshmallow, and and sweet potato. It's so good. This is just a straight up sweet potato though, and it's it's decent. If you can't get the funky Buddha, and you can somehow get Iron Flamingo, I don't know in what kind of crazy circumstance you would be. Maybe in pain and post New York. But uh, yeah, maybe you live in New York and not in uh, Florida. <laughs> yeah, uh, go ahead and get get it. It's it's. It's a really nice fall beer. And, uh, you know, it's basically if you think you're, you've been drinking pumpkin gales this whole time and want something a little darker, uh, pick up the sweet potato stout and you'll be like, oh, it tastes like a pumpkin ale because, you know, most of them are yam-based anyways. Yeah. yeah. Uh, on the, the back end of that, I picked up Funky Buddha's Sticky Treats. Mm. Uh, it's a blonde ale brewed with vanilla and i thought like oh like that that could be really good because based off the sweet potato salad like i like some of their sweeter beers um it wasn't bad but it just i really wanted like that whole like rice crispy tree mouthfeel from it and i just i got like a little bit of like vanilla sweetness before a blonde ale which i'm not big on to begin with so i, I was a little sad by that but i still finished them it wasn't bad just i really wanted just like a nice Big dessert here. There's a, a new brewery that's opened up fairly close to us. It's just on the other side. It's like uh, just on the other side of Rochester. And they are um, killing it with their stouts. Um, they're called Mortalis. And I've wanted to get out to the brewery for um, a couple weeks now. But they are... Um, they brew a peanut butter, nutter butter milk stout Ooh. that's supposed to be out of this world. Um, 
so the story about Mortalis, uh, hopefully we can talk some other time when we are, have gone to the brewery. Uh, but the two, the two owners, um, they won a brewing competition and were given money to help fund a brewery. And then they went on to like um, go fund me and were able to get the rest of the money to start a brewery. And their palates and what they are known for brewing are uh, IPAs and sours. Uh, and then they found this other guy who was like the runner-up in the competition, I guess, who was the stout guy. So the three of them joined forces. So they just let the stout guy brew whatever stouts he wants. And then they brew whatever IPAs and sours they want. But like um, their big thing is called Milk of the Gods, which is a mango and apricot New England style IPA. Uh, and then um, the the milk stouts and coffee stouts. He's got a Golden Grams coffee stout that he has right now, and then this Nutter Butter milk stout. And I just want to go there. I just want to live there. Everything they make sounds really good. The beers sound good, and I also like the story where we're like, oh, like we we won this money, and then people believed in us and invested, and then we went and got the guy that was runner up because he had some good stuff too. Like that's that's yeah. like a perfect like idyllic world. Yeah. So. Uh, but yeah, everybody's so far. A lot of people have been talking about how uh, how great their stuff is right now. They have a, a passion fruit, dragon fruit, sour right now. Mm. Everything just sounds really good from them. Uh, there's a marshmallow and orange blondale, I think. Ooh, that sounds really good too. But anywho, enough talking about beers that we don't have. Let's talk about comic books we bought. Ooh. Well, because you're seeing the list, and today's Wednesday. Yes. What day is it, John? It is Wednesday, September 19th, and we have already bought in these books. I'm sorry, what year? Uh, 2018. That's my favorite part. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Paul, what did you just buy right before we started recording? Uh, that would be a comic book. That is. Uh... That is a comic book. <laughs> that I completely already forgot about, and I signed in as you. So, uh, uh, Chris, Chris, what did you pick up? So, Chris, uh, Paul can think about it. Um, I picked up the first entry into DC Black Label. Um, this is the new publishing imprint from DC Comics, where it's going to be taking some of their top tier creators, putting them on their top tier books, but in kind of darker settings. Uh, first one Out we of have continuity. Out of continuity. Uh, first one we have here, though, is Batman Damned, number one. And this is being written by Brian Azzarello with art by Lee Vermijo. This is the creative team that actually did that Joker hardcover yeah. um, original graphic novel that came out like probably like eight years ago now. Uh, but really well done. They also did the uh, Batman story. Or no, I'm sorry. They did Superman, I think. That was in the Wednesday comics. I have to go back and pull out my giant oversized trait of that. But they're not strangers to these characters. They've worked on them before, but apparently in this story, uh, the Joker's dead, and now the question is if it's Batman that killed him or if someone else did. So Batman's on the own, uh, his own kind of murder case, uh, teaming up with John Constantine, who's going to be helping him out with it. So um, it was a little bit more of a premium. It was six ninety nine. Uh, but it also is 48 pages, so it's a little bit oversized. So 
we'll see and how no this ads. is. No ads. No ads. I didn't know about that. I'm just it saying that because you know it's digital, so it doesn't have ads. So oh, yeah, that's true. I was gonna, I was gonna say we don't have any ads. Exactly. That's. That uh, but you'll you'll hear what we think about this because it's gonna be part of our combined uh, August September look back coming up. Uh, Paul, hey, did John, you did, did you think yeah. of that Thor book that you bought? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Thor number five. You remember Old Man Thor? How good that was in uh, the, the Thor series we were reading. We're getting a story arc. It sounded like you're about to, to say. It sounded like you're about to say. Do you remember that Thor book from the late '80s? I don't know why. No, because I wouldn't remember that Thor book because I was reading just one comic book back then in the late '80s, and X-Factor. that was X Factor. <laughs> uh, so this old man Thor. Going up against a a, a a Wolverine that's been empowered by uh, the the Phoenix, so we'll see see how that goes. Bob, I liked uh, when you, Old Man Thor fought Galactus. That was cool. That was good. So now he's fighting the Phoenix Force. So, no, just another person to fight. Uh, Somebody grab his arm. I wonder if that does he have laser claws with uh, the Phoenix power? Uh, uh, probably sunbeam claws. Sunbeam claws. Yeah, because the heart of the sun. Uh, and I will be picking up Dick Tracy, Dead or Alive, from IDW Comics, and this is written by Lee and Michael Allred. Uh, pencils by Rich Tomaso. Uh, inker is Mike Allred and color is Laura Allred and this is uh, gonna be the Allred's take on Dick Tracy Uh, when I saw those guys working on this I thought it'd be fun I enjoy that Dick Tracy I enjoy the idea of Dick Tracy Uh, grizzled hard nosed detective with uh, a crazy cavalcade of criminals that he fights against. I have yet to read a Dick Tracy book where I really like it. Uh, but it always just, I always want it to be great. Uh, and with the All Reds on this, I think it might be fun enough for me to get what I want out of this. And that's why I picked it up. Hmm. Are you saying that the other comic books of, with Dick Tracy didn't have enough Madonna for you? And you were. I actually like that. The Dick Tracy movie's not bad. I only think I saw it ever like one time, and it's back when it came out. I don't remember anything about it. <laughs> it's not. It's not bad. It's not great. Uh, it would have been better with somebody other than um, Warren Beatty. Warren Beatty as uh, as the is Dick Tracy, because all the. All the evildoers, all the uh, prune face, um, big top, all those guys uh, were flat cast top? flat. Uh, flat top, another one. All, uh, all, all perfect. You know the the look. Everything about them was was how they were supposed to look. They look slightly cartoony, but they're fitting in this this world. And uh, yeah, I think War- Warren Beatty is actually the the part of that movie that falls a little flat. But other than that, good. 
I would say I, I have to go check it out again, but I, I don't think I ever will. Yeah, that's fine. Nobody's telling you to. Okay. Or am I? Did I just tell you to? <clears throat> no, but you I did. Was... You said it was worth another look. It's worth another look, but not if you don't want to. If you don't want to do oh. it, you don't have to. I probably won't. Well, but there's something we have to do, right? Oh, shoot. Yeah. <laughs> I, forgot, I forgot about the dramatic reading, everyone. Oh, it's okay. It's okay. Just hey, I forgot which yourself. book I was picking up. <laughs> and now, a dramatic reading from Deathbed number two, page nine, panel three. Oh, you're welcome. And that was a dramatic reading from Deathbed number two, page nine, panel three. Hmm. So that's the second thing that you had Chris read uh, this week. What was the other thing that you had Chris read? The other thing was my pick for trade and policy, and this is Velvet. And I closed the app. Before the Living End. And this was written by Ed Brubaker and art by Steve Epting. And this book is, to boil it down into a nutshell... James Bond is killed, and Miss Manypenny, who was a former spy, goes on the hunt to try to solve who killed James Bond and gets set up in the process, and it's her trying to clear herself and solve this crime. Uh, I, uh, when I When I first picked this book up, I read through the first trade, and then I immediately bought the second trade and kept reading. Wow. Uh, I really enjoyed this book. Um, I think the the action works in it. I enjoyed the the story of that kind of um, former spy who kind of went into retirement, is now brought out and calling on her old contacts to um, to keep to save herself. And uh, the second volume too, where it goes with that, I find it I found it all interesting. I liked it a lot. Hmm. Is it just the three volumes, or is it like an ongoing? Just the three volumes. Okay. Yeah, I think there's an end point. That's good. Now that I know it's just the three volumes, I'm more interested in this book because uh, they. Ca- it seems like Brubaker is kind. Yeah, it's Brubaker, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah, he's just kind of enjoying telling you how cool the craft of. Sp- the spy game is through this character and I'm like ah man V okay she's she's money penny and she but all she does like through most of the book is explain like how cool everybody that's a spy is like oh yeah they're not like other people because they're not and like you see her past experiences and and, and that happening and that kind of fleshes her out a little bit more because for the first two issues her first two parts like she is just the narrator of what's happening around her and she's like yes i i like this and i i felt like it was very slow paced and you get these flashbacks where where event you know the actual action is happening and, and uh i was like oh man this is some self-indulgence right now for uh for Edward, uh, for uh, Brubaker. So, I don't know. But now that I know it's only, it's two more trades, and they, uh, the first trade was a fairly quick read. 
Uh, I'm interested to see how it wraps uh, up. It, and, I mean, it's more just kind of explaining this. It's her kind of explaining the world. Um, but you also have, like, in the start of the third the third one, it's the spy who was killed explaining how absolutely dull it is to be a spy. That everyone thinks it's fun. But you sit. I'm sitting at this coffee table, and I'm going to sit here all day waiting for this guy who will or will not come to buy a newspaper. And then once that's done, I have to go and fill out paperwork about what I saw as I stood there. Mm-hmm. So there is two sides of the coin that that Brubaker does see and recognize that he's going to give you this this woman who has been in retirement who's probably has missed being a spy is now like more that she's telling you but recapping with herself what she needs to do, how she's doing it and stuff. That's kind of how I read mm-hmm. it as. Yeah, I, I wasn't... Chris, I didn't feel like she was trying to like pipe up being a spy to me at all. I feel like it was her reliving those moments because she had been behind a desk for so long because she had been decommissioned or whatever. Like We don't know her full history yet. So this is her stretching those muscles again for the first time. And I actually really wound up enjoying this. I don't know if it's because I haven't read one of these kind of like Brubaker, seedy underbelly, like crime spy stories in a while because I kind of just got tired of reading them because after he moved on from doing stuff like Batman or Captain America, he kind of went this route instead. Like, and nothing wrong with that. Like, he wants to tell the stories he wants to tell. They're just not the kind of stories for me, though. That's not what I gravitate towards in my comic books. It's not what I gravitate towards in my movies. I haven't seen a Bond movie since Goldeneye. Uh, the last like thing close to it I probably saw, <clears throat> excuse me, was like the second Born movie. I that's just not. And, and there's really been four other for, you know? Born movies since then. <laughs> exactly. Like nothing wrong with it. Like I don't dislike them. It's just not not what I really want. Um, but I did really enjoy reading this book, and I think it's not just that it's a Brubaker book. Like, if I had known it was Ed Brubaker, I probably would have came into it not in the same way. Um, I think a lot of it's just in the fact that, like, it's an interesting story told from a character that you don't normally have the story told through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I want to see, like, you know, what I got- who set her up, what happened, like. Uh, yeah, the second volume, there's some mm-hmm. twists and turns, and you you do find out what decommissioned her as a spy in the second volume. Gotcha. Yeah, and I mean, it is a pretty quick read, even though this one was like 120 pages. I think I still got it all, like, read in an hour, because most of this, like, the action is actually just happening in the in the panels. Like, it's some quick, mm-hmm. like, uh, narration, like, some... Uh, some conversation that you're getting, but it's yeah, not totally and weird. I mean, St- Steve Epting is showing so much in the art too. Uh, when you you team those two up, you mm-hmm. team somebody who's a very good artist, and he can show a lot more than having to tell with word bubbles. Yeah, I, I think Steve Epting is on point. Yeah, I think he. Like there are flashbacks with this uh, with this character and with Velvet, you know, being sixteen, uh, almost seventeen. Sixteen. You are sixteen, 17. going on seventeen. Soon you'll be a spy. 
That's fine. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you. That's fine. That's good. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, Go ahead. Uh, but yeah, and he was able to age the character down well, uh, you know, and but still recognizable, but look like a very young version of the character we're following. And you know, I, I felt like a little bit they were leaning on the white stripe in her hair for when they're going back, you know, eighteen years ago when they were just married when they were married. Uh, because like I look pictures of myself at myself like ten years ago when I was first married and I'm like, Yeah, that is a different guy. <laughs> he he looks a lot thinner and a lot more full of life and he he's he's, he's Well I think a lot of it like not go anywhere, but there he is. A lot of the go story ahead. is like flashing back and forth where you see her ex partners or people she'd worked with previously like back in like the 50s or 60s and now here they are later on in life and they do have to not rapidly age them up but make it identifiable and that's one of the things that I learned is like you're looking at a lot of just older white dudes and I would have to like look at the hair to be like okay which guy is this again because I honestly don't remember anybody else's name uh, except for like Roman the the cool ex-KGB guy like I think a lot of that Sean Connery yeah, from yeah. Sean Connery from when he was 007. <laughs> I think a lot of that too is because that's like the last section of the book too. So that was probably like the most, uh, the freshest part of it for me. But and I, I, I did enjoy it. But yeah, I can see what you're saying with uh, they lay on things and kind of like lean into them in the visual storytelling. But it, it does help because yeah. this kind of story it is more. I don't want to say grounded because I mean it is like a crazy spy thriller. It, but they're all it's just grounded within that like 007 world. Yeah. And and in some ways it feels like it's paying some homage to those. And um yeah, mm-hmm. I, it's definitely it was one of those ones where I think my wife's friends were over and I was like, "All right, girls, you do whatever. I'm going to go upstairs and read a comic book." And I was like, "Oh, I just recently picked up this trade. It was like on sale." And I read through the first volume, and I bought the second volume, and continued reading it on. And then I was going to buy the third volume, and then my wife's like, "Hey, everyone left. Come down and watch TV." And then I was like, "All right." And then it took me, you know, a couple of weeks to get back around to buying it. But I, I didn't feel like even buying it. I, I bought the, I think I bought all three trades on sale. And I wouldn't have cared if I pulled paid full price. It just was a perk that I got it for cheap. Now, John, you've read Queen and Country. Um, Natalie uh, Baker. I, I, I think Rock. I read the... F- uh, we would, we read Country. the first volume. I th- yeah. yeah and then I the think I've one. read sporadic mm-hmm. issues here or there, but I never stayed on with Queen and Country. Hmm. It never hooked Well, you know what? Uh, did you have any other of the trades... Or you just had, yeah, you just had the first volume. No, I, I just, I just had the first volume. But you know that it gives this gives me such you know flashback moments to Queen and Country. I kept on reading it, like you I know, read you more know Queen this, and Country. You know like, what this book has on Queen and trace. Country is Steve, Steve Epting because it's Epting? just like, uh, like, yeah, black. Not even I wouldn't even say didn't he like every 
it was all black and white, but every volume didn't it change like oh the cover of this volume was blue, so then all the interiors were like drawn in blue instead of black. Or is that I'm thinking of something else? I think you're thinking of something else. He did change artist uh, quite a bit, but that was because it was a passion project for him, and he's like, whichever artist is free that I can afford right now is going to draw this book for me. Like at home, yeah. It was at Oni Press. No, is Oni Press still around? Are they? Yeah, I think they are actually. Well, the yeah, I I think they're not on Comicsology, so um, does it count? What was it like? Is it Chu? Chu was Oni, right? I heard. I, I heard no somebody type. I'm, I'm doing a search on uh, Comicsology for Oni. <laughs> I'm looking. Oni Press starter pat uh, starter. The the bunker is done by Oni Press. Invader Zim and Shinobi. Yeah, twenty so years still of graphic around. novels. They've been around for twenty years, guys. There you go. Uh, I just looked up though, just to see. This book normal price for five issues is seven ninety nine. It's currently on sale for five ninety nine. Yeah. I think that's a good price for it. Whether you buy it on sale or if you buy it regular price right now. Um, if you are a Comicsology Unlimited member, this is part of it, so you can just read it for free. Um, volume two, issue six to ten is a little bit more. It's eleven ninety nine. Normally on sale nine forty nine right now, but still not not a bad price. I feel like knowing what I got from buying one. I I appreciate you bringing this to the table, John, because this is something I probably never would have read otherwise, but it's a good palate cleanser from the stuff that I do normally read, but I wouldn't have like, seek this out because this isn't what I uh, normally it, read. And that's what that's what the trading policy is about. It's about Paul bringing something uh, boring and uh, too wordy. It's uh, Chris probably bringing a Star Wars book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And uh, me finding that random thing that uh, 99% of the time doesn't work. Nobody, <laughs> but no, hey. you get that one time. 100%. There's nothing wrong with so that. So Queen, Queen and Country is on, uh, is on Comixology as well. So if you enjoyed this and want to read a Paul version of it, Queen and Country. I mean, Queen and Country. Queen and Country was good, but it fun. wasn't any like. If you had more volumes, I would have borrowed more volumes. Uh, <laughs> they got. Uh, they have seven, eight volumes, all on, uh, all on there, and they're, they're range from five ninety nine to three ninety nine. No, that's not too bad. So, uh, and I think the book that I originally had slated to do was Seven to Eternia, or Eternity, Eternity, which was uh, written by Greg Rucka. And I was like, uh, hmm. I think that is going to be too long of a book for us to do in two days. Let's do something easy to read. Mm-hmm. Maybe yeah, you probably made a good, good choice. Pick. Maybe next time. Yeah. It- if it was, like I said, I enjoyed it. I'd like that it does actually wrap up. And it, it is in a full, like, you know, three trades for this one story. Murder mystery uh, setup. Perfect. If it was eight trades and, like, the rabbit hole kept on going deeper for no reason whatsoever other than to keep 
publishing the book, I, I would have a problem with it. So, but uh, uh, yeah, the second the second volume, um, totally just like she thinks she's know what she's doing. She does like this really cool spy thing, and then all of a sudden. Um, she makes the wrong decision and everything is flipped on its head and now she's like she's even more on the run and uh, it really like that second volume leaves off in such a cliffhanger that you'll be glad that I have the third volume (laughs) so you're saying there's a moment in it where she thinks she's got them and they know they think that she's they got her and he and she's like, yeah, I'm letting you think you think you got me, but it yeah. actually turns out that they. Oh, got there's her? a moment where she where she's she's <laughs> wait a there's a moment that. where she's like, oh fuck. So doesn't. Well, she has that a couple times during this trade those, too. Where yeah, but those you know, the, oh, the crazy like suit yeah. that she just stole those oh fuck like, moments has, are like... nothing compared to that because that's that like oh fuck moment I don't know exactly how to use this squirrel suit as I jump out the window and glide to safety and I hit the thing rolling I may have bruised some ribs but I'm going to get up and walk away from this this is um, I might not be able to walk away from this so hmm. it's good And if you think this podcast is good, find us over on whatever listening service that you use. Rate and review us. It helps other people find us. It's been a while since we've had a Facebook, uh, not Facebook, uh, iTunes. Well, it's been iTunes. a while since we've had anything uh, yeah. on Facebook, too. Um, but you can find us over on Facebook. Mm-hmm. We do some things sometimes, just like this podcast. We do it sometimes. We try. Everybody's got lives. It's a... Mm-hmm. It's always on our mind. Yeah. Like we still like doing it. Hey, if you're looking for something to hand out, you know, Halloween is a little over a month away. So, you know, maybe just rip a bunch of uh, our episodes onto CDs and hand or, those out for trick or Or you can easily pick up <laughs> a bunch fun. of Zunes because it's dead. Uh, download all our episodes on there and hand <laughs> oh, yeah. those out. People will like them. They're fun. It's... Yep. People will like them because people will be like, this is what Star Lord listens to. That was so, See, that, was, that joke only because of you, Paul, landed so hard with me. It was the best thing that ever happened in our friendship. I, it's just so much. It, it was really good. You have those moments know, a lot. Remember, it's, uh, it's the best thing Jonah ever. Hex? Being your friend, I <laughs> ate it. Yeah, it Should have burned out of her mouth. That's great. <laughs> yeah. Genetics. Best part of that there movie was a joke that I made about a person. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yep. And then on the big screen, nonetheless. The <laughs> uh, <laughs> there. There. Three feet tall by seven feet wide. In all its glory was movie your joke. Movie screens are bigger than that. I don't know dimensions to movie screens. The bird, I thought you were just saying the bird itself was like seven feet wide. I think he was talking about the oh, movie screen. That's possible. I yeah, was, but you know how big you are. If you stood next to a movie screen, it would be almost three times your height. 
That's true. <laughs> mm-hmm.